0: This is the Stop Recovering, Start Living Podcast. Hello, Paul Brody here. This is the Stop Recovering, Start Living Podcast, episode something or other. And I'm going to talk about coronavirus, because that is all the rage right now. For better or for worse, this is where we are. My message is do not fear. Fear lowers the immune system. Fear creates focus on the thing that we want to avoid. Fear invites it into your life. Fear lowers your vibration. We don't want to have our vibration lowered. We don't want to lower our immune system. We don't want to invite this virus, into our lives. So how do we do that? We live our lives. Stop recovering, start living, right? Not just about addiction. Uh, that's the topic, that's the theme, the overall theme for this podcast, but this is not, this is my whole message. My whole message is that if we want, whatever it is, whatever we focus on, that's what we become. So if we're focusing on uh, negative things, unhealthy things, then we are going to continue with those unhealthy and negative things. If we focus on growth and living things, beneficial, healthy things, then that's what our life is going to be. When someone wants to become uh, a professional athlete, what do they do? They focus on the sport they want to excel in. And that's all they do. They put all their time and energy into it. And what happens? They become good. Or they realize it's not for them, and they move on to something else. But it it takes a lot of dedication and practice to create the life we want. Um, not See, it's, well, it does. It, it takes effort. It takes effort and time. And if you want something, that's what you do. You put your effort and time into it and you'll get it. If you want to, to and that's what I'm saying, so if you want to be a recovering addict your whole life, then put your time into that. Go to the meetings. Do the things that those, those people do. And you can be that. If you want to be an alcoholic for the rest of your life, read the big book. Go to AA meetings. Do what they say to do. Be Be that person. But you don't have to be that person. You can be a regular human being and live your life. um, And that's what I encourage people to do. So, if you want to be a coronavirus person, then do what the coronavirus people do. Pay attention to the news. Fear. Panic. Hoard resources. Don't go outside. Don't talk to people. Isolate. Quarantine. All these things. Well, maybe there's some social responsibility in there that is useful. Go ahead, do whatever you gotta do. I don't care what you gotta do. Do what you gotta do. But if we listen to the people who are controlling this and just do whatever they say because they said to do it, well we've got some issues. We're not living in that in that case. So, I don't know. You do what you think is best. But I think I, I just yesterday I saw um on Instagram and I'm really regretting that I got back onto Instagram or got onto Instagram here for my band stuff. I'm doing, trying to get on the social media for my band things. I haven't been on Facebook for years, haven't done these things, and I've been trying to because uh, I'm trying to promote the band or whatever. And so now I find myself scrolling through Instagram, just like I used to scroll through Facebook with no purpose or intention, and that's why I got off of Facebook years ago, because I said this is not benefiting my life in any way, and here I am back at it. And it's just worthless. But so anyway, I'm looking at the Instagram feed yesterday and I'm seeing post after post. A lot of, because I'm doing a music thing, so I'm following a lot of musicians. I'm seeing post after post of people writing songs, parodies, or original stuff about this social distancing, about the contagion, about virus, all these things, quarantining. Some of it's funny. Some of it's all good good humor things. Uh, Some of it is a little paranoid to me. My perspective, and fear-based, and uh, saw one post in particular. This guy, I think he's a phenomenal guitarist. That doesn't change. I don't care what his opinions are; he's still a phenomenal guitarist. And uh, he's commenting on some government official not agreeing with the, what this person was doing. And the the overall tone of his post on Instagram made me feel like he can't think for himself. He wants someone to think for him. Or he wants someone to control other people. He thinks that other people, I, 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 either he feels out of control himself and he, he needs to be controlled, but I don't think that's part of it. I think, I think it's, we've been conditioned in the, in the United States of America, we've been conditioned to look outside of ourselves for the answers to everything. We've been conditioned, uh, and this is applicable to addiction and everything, but we've been conditioned to go to the experts for whatever it is. If there's a, if there's a problem in your life or something that someone tells you is a problem, you need to go to an expert and get it fixed. Someone else has to fix it. Well, that's just not true. Uh, the answers are not outside. The answers are inside. But this post, it just really, I don't know, it just really irked me because I felt like this person has just no concept of self-management. Uh, He's just comp- relying on the government for this. this th- they're the ones that created this problem. They, this mysterious they, whatever. The people who are out there promoting fear, 24 hours a day on all of the news networks, publishing all these stories, you're all going to get sick. Everyone's going to get sick. 100% of the country is going to get sick. We're all going to die. Everybody's going to die. It's not true. 3% of the people who are infected die. That's what they're saying. Well, how do we know how many people are infected? We don't. Because they do these confirmation tests willy-nilly on certain people and others they don't. And even that... Is, you know, I don't, okay, so the numbers I've seen... I live in Vermont the other day. And this Saturday I saw that there's forty-nine confirmed cases out of two hundred and seventy uh, tests. Two hundred and seventy. We got half a million people in this state. There's only been there's been less than three hundred people tested, and only fifty of them are confirmed. Um, so we've got two hundred and fifty people who think they had the test or someone thought they had the, or someone thought they, they thought or someone else thought they had the virus enough to make them to give them the test. Two hundred and fifty people thought they had this thing and don't have it. So 250 people are walking around with symptoms similar, but they don't have the virus. And 50 do. And, uh, you know, and that and those numbers might balloon over the next little while here. We don't know. But maybe not. Hopefully not. They're shutting everything down. Everybody's closed. Uh, you got everything now. If you can't maintain six feet distance, then you've got to close your business. Well, luckily for me, I don't counsel people while holding their hand. So um, we've got at least six feet between my sofa and my chair. So... Come in if you need counseling, come on in. My office is about thirty feet long, so there's plenty of space to social distance ourselves. But um <clears throat> so the numbers might get worse. I don't know. But for right now, we're looking at three percent of fifty people in Vermont. So one and a half people. If if we were to, to apply those numbers, now more than that have died already in Vermont. I think there's been I want to say seven deaths, seven fatalities in Vermont from this thing. Um, so you know, obviously numbers, when you're looking at small small population sizes, you're not going to get the full average uh, spread. But if we look at it strictly from the numbers, from the averages, 3% of the people who are confirmed positive are going to pass away. Now, if we tested 300 people and only 50 of those are confirmed, how many people are not being tested that would be positive? Because if 250 people think they have it and doctors are concerned enough to give them the test but they don't actually have it. Um, there's probably a lot more people that have those same kind of symptoms. They just don't go to get the test. They don't think they need to. We've probably all had this. We all have had the coronavirus in the past because it's a simple virus. It goes around all the time. So we've already had this, all of us, probably, most of us, have had a strain of this coronavirus and it doesn't kill us if you're not a high-risk population. The average age of, of death is 80. Um, did I ever talk about this? I started, the, I started recording and then got a phone call and I restarted, I think. So I don't remember what I talked about already, but 80, the life expectancy in the United States of America is 78. So if you die at 80 from the coronavirus, you've already beat the averages. It's not to be crass, but let's just look at the facts here or whatever we call these things. Let's look at data or whatever. I don't know. But it doesn't seem like it's, it doesn't seem like the, the, um, the issue warrants the attention is getting. Um, so, in the grand scheme of things, we don't I mean, 3% of people who are positive, tested and confirmed positive will die, but many, 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 many more, probably not. Uh, this is me speculating, so take it for what it's worth. It's worth nothing, but many m- more people are probably positive for it and not going to die. So the numbers are skewed. When they say 3% are going to die, that's already skewed. We're not, 3% of those test positive die. And if in Vermont there's 500,000 people and only 300 people have been tested, then we're not talking about 3% of the population of Vermont. We're talking about 3% of the 50 of the 300. So, and death is part of life anyway. now that comes down to philosophy, personal beliefs, whatever. It's... But this is the this is nature. I mean, they, we're all talking about getting organic and going green and all these things, and reducing carbon footprints and all these things being na- and being natural. If we're going to be natural, let's be natural about this. It's a virus. If you're weak or sick or old, you 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 might be at risk to die from this. That's life. I don't I don't know. You know, we have to come to terms with this. If you fear, your immune system will be weaker. If you fear, you're more likely to focus on this thing. If you focus on it, you're more likely to attract it into your life. Maybe not corona, but something else. If you think you're going to die, you might die. Joe Dispenza, the doctor, I've mentioned his name a few times here, uh, he talks a lot about energy and health and meditation. And he wrote a book called You Are the Placebo. I recommend everybody read that book. You Are the Placebo. In Just in the first couple of chapters even... Um he explains breaks down about a lot of different uh cases of placebo effect that he's witnessed or that he's learned about or he's researched for his book. We are capable of doing so much to ourselves um with our own brains. And uh so where he's gone with that research is to healing people. He's he presents this meditation practice that people are spontaneously healing themselves from lifelong uh illnesses and diseases because they believe that they can be. And uh, that's the power of placebo. And it goes both ways. If you believe you're going to die, you will die. If you believe you're going to live, you will live, most likely. I mean, there are some things you can get shot in the chest and believe you're going to live. Maybe not, because that's pretty traumatic. Uh, so there are, there are different elements. There's different factors that go into this. But um, I feel safe saying that for most conditions that are not traumas physical traumas um, we can repair the damage in our bodies and i'm not beyond the possibility that someone being shot in the chest could be healed through their body you know i don't know maybe it's not likely but i'm not beyond that i believe there's a lot that we're capable of a lot that's possible that we just don't understand and we don't know about yet but just because we don't know it doesn't mean it's not true just because we think we know it doesn't mean it is true. It's just a weird time to live right now, but it's a great, exciting time as well. I'm uh, I'm very interested by all of these goings-on. I don't understand why people are stockpiling toilet paper but not food. That doesn't make any sense to me. I, just, I, I can't figure that out. Uh, you you got to have food. You got to have water. Without those two things, nothing else matters. Uh, a friend of mine was just telling me, he was at the store a couple of days ago, and person in the line in front of them was wearing latex gloves and a mask on and uh was okay with the the clerk checking you know scanning the items but didn't want anybody else bagging them because they wanted to reduce physical contact between people so the person bagged their own groceries and then uh my friend was in the line you know they put their stuff on the count you know, on the on the conveyor belt and we're standing there you know where the belt ends it's kind of like Close to where the um, card reader is, and so this person, after bagging their groceries, needed to go back to the card reader and said to my friend, "Will you step back six feet so we can maintain social distancing?" And this person was one hundred percent serious and then and then you know wearing gloves and then used the little pen thing on the card reader to type in the numbers he said and it, was, it was, this was why i'm mean, going to get i don't know I just maybe I'm just obtuse and overconfident, but nothing I've seen yet. I'm 38 years old. I'm in decent health. I'm not great. I'm not physically conditioned, but I don't I'm not afraid of this virus. I if if it's what they're saying it is, then it's not going to hurt me. No, I'm not trying to get out and spread it to other people. I'm not I'm, I'm going to avoid my parents cuz they might be higher risk cuz of their age, but I'm not going to go out of my way to just go crazy on this panic stuff. Like this person at the store, my friend saw. I just, I don't know. If I I don't understand it, I guess is what it comes down to. Um, But, and I and I believe that fear is not the answer. Fear is going to bring us down. We need to live our lives. I mean, look at if if we look out, look throughout history, these kind of things happen. And if we're prepared, then we can face them better. This caught everybody kind of off guard, I guess. So people are reacting. Businesses are closing. People are losing money. People are out of work. That's the problem. This virus isn't the problem. It's the reaction to the to the virus, which is just, I think, extravagant or exaggerated. I don't know. But I think it's all. It is concerning. We should all be concerned about it, but not. The virus, the rest of this stuff, what's going on? So how do we fix that? Well, don't hoard things. Don't go crazy. Be prepared. Start stocking up slowly, a little bit at a time. Don't sell your retirement account for a massive loss to go and buy some water filters. Just buy a little bit at a time as you can. Build your way up because this is probably our new reality. The the way that people are responding to this, it's not just going to go away in a week. People have already been out of work, in some cases, for three weeks, I think. You know, in in Vermont, at least we just got, just two days ago, at salons and tattoo parlors and all this stuff, lower level, close quarter stuff has all been shut down. So um, that's all changing quickly. And uh, now more and more people are out of work. Well, how long can that last for? Who's living paycheck to paycheck? Most of us. How long can it last where people aren't getting a paycheck? Um, April 1st comes around in a week and a half. And uh, rents can be due, and who's not going to be able to pay rent because they haven't worked for two weeks, or maybe this will be the last time they pay rent. They pay rent, and that's it. They got no income. They have no income for you know for how long? When how are they going to buy groceries? How are they going to pay rent in May? Now you got landlords who aren't getting paid. They're obviously not going to be able to kick people out because this whole national thing here not going to be evicting everybody. So, which is good, I guess. I don't, you know, I don't know. Whatever they got to. Whether they're corrupt or not, they still got to get their paycheck, um but they're not going to get paid now and then what? <clears throat> I don't know. It just seems like it's going to get out of control real fast if we don't tamper it down and uh temper ourselves, tamp it down, temper ourselves. I think those would be the words that we be best used there, but not fearing, do the things you need to do on an individual level. To repair your life, to heal yourself, to strengthen yourself, to boost your immune system, to be of good health, get to sleep, eat real food, exercise. I need to do that. I keep saying people should do that, and I believe I should. I just don't do it yet. We all got our things we got to work on. But that's this is where the answer is. All right. So I just got into it before. the The world teaches us, the American society teaches us, we have to go outside of ourselves for the answers. We don't. We have all the answers. We are capable ourselves. We need to turn inwards. We need to look inside. We need to rely on ourselves. We don't need to rely on politicians to make rules for us because we're not capable of doing it ourselves. We are capable of doing it ourselves. Our neighbors are capable of doing it. We are all capable. None of us are better than any of us. None of us are special. None of us are the opposite of special. None of us are too incapable. We're too incompetent. We might be ignorant of reality, but we're not incapable. And if we are incapable, if we are limited in some way, realistically, well, then that's where hopefully we've got family or friends that can help us out to make up for our inabilities, and that's where community comes in. We can do this together. We could do it alone. Most of us can do it alone. But thankfully, we don't have to. But I don't know. People getting so worked up over isolation stuff. I don't. For me, I'm still. I mean, I'm still going to work. So. I'm not seeing it. I mean, I don't know. My wife has seen more difference than I am because she's home all the time with the kids and they're not able to go out in the library and stuff like that. Um, but for the most part, my life, my life personally hasn't changed a lot. From this, not yet anyway, I expect it's going to, which is unfortunate. I don't think it needs to. I think we all focus on our own individual well-being and look out for each other and accept things as they are and not resist them, and not fear them, I think things will go okay. we got to stop looking to the other people to answer our problems, though. Got to, see, this is the issue with governments. They create the problem, and then they sell you the solution. So, you know, these quarantines, and eventually there'll be a vaccine, and government checks, and all this stuff. These are the solutions that they're going to sell to us, either high costs, uh, health care costs, or tax costs, something. They're selling these things to us, these solutions. They're selling us solutions for a problem that they created. In the end, I expect... And this is me just speculating again. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just sharing my opinions and thoughts out loud for whatever it's worth. I know it's not worth anything. Not any more or less than anybody else's opinions, but I'm just sharing mine because I want to say it. But in the end, I expect we'll find the numbers are going to be comparable to the flu. This is not going to be like the great influenzas of the past, this is not going to be anything like that. Maybe it will. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe in a month I'll be dead, and you guys will all be listening to this podcast and go, that guy's stupid. He didn't know what he's talking about, and they'll look it up and say, oh, okay, he died from coronavirus. All's well. Or maybe I'll be the one sitting here, and half the people in my town will be dead. I don't know. And then then I can feel bad and uh, beat myself up about it by my ridiculous, irresponsible speculations. But I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Hopefully, neither of those scenarios. But all I know is that in the meantime, I'm going to focus on bringing more peace into my life. And I'm going to do this through meditation, through preparedness, through gratitude, and just enjoying what I have because I don't know how much longer I have, and it doesn't matter. Um, I'm an eternal being. You are an eternal being. We all exist for eternity as far as I know. I don't know that for sure I can't prove it to you I can't share any evidence To suggest it I just believe it But we don't die Our bodies do But we continue on In some other capacity I don't know what that is But I'm not worried about it Because I can't control it And when we can't control something We accept it And when we accept it We can have peace Whether we want it or not We can have peace So I don't know I just have to get that out of my system I guess And just talk a little bit about that So I'm going to do another, do another one of these in a few days. I'll get back on that topic of uh, or get to the topic of loneliness. Get back into my regular swing of things, I guess, with this. But the stop recovering, start living doesn't just apply to addiction. It applies to all of our lives. Stop fearing, start living. That's what it is right now. So that's the message for today. Stop fearing, start living. I will check you next time. Thank you for listening. Be well. Goodbye.